Hey friends, you know what I don't miss at all? That vicious week before the period. Feeling like I'm ready to crawl out of my skin, irritated by everything and everyone around me. Bouncing between cravings for salty foods and sweets and back again. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl from Happy Mammoth. EstroControl contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a menstruating person's life. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like myself again. That's what people mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Happy Mammoth products, including EstroControl. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C-O-R-P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code C-O-R-P for 15% off today. What's up, y'all? It's Zach. We live in corporate. Look, I'm so appreciative of the content that we create day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year for the past five plus years. Yo, it's been a journey. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been rocking with us. If you didn't know, I'm going to tell you right now, we exist to center and amplify black and brown folks at work. And we do that by having really frank, authentic conversations. Think about like the conversations you have with a friend or a colleague or a mentor or aspiring mentor or mentee over drinks or coffee or whatever. It's when you're really having those real conversations about career and life and navigating the workplace. I was not privileged to have a ton of those conversations, but but the five that I did <laughs> really blessed me. Now I'm playing. I had more than five. I mean, come on, I've been working for a while. So I've had more than five. It feels like I've had like I feel like I can count the really authentic conversations on one hand. And I just remember years ago thinking about what does it look like to bottle that up and make it accessible to thousands of people? Because everyone doesn't isn't privileged to have someone that looks like you pull you aside over coffee or just on the side and give you the real talk. And that's what Living Corporate is all about. Yes, you're listening to the flagship show, but Living Corporate is a network of shows and everything that we do is based around authentically centering and amplifying historically marginalized voices at work by investigating, interrogating the systems and imagining a better, more equitable place to work. Yes, we fall into the diversity, equity, inclusion space, but we don't really use that language like that because a lot of that has been co-opted, watered down and centered around people that don't really need it. We're trying to have authentic conversations every single day that center and amplify the people that actually need to be centered and amplified, which are black and brown people, black and brown women, black and brown queer folks, black and brown trans folks, black and brown non-binary folks, black and brown disabled folks, black and brown first generation people, right? Black and brown folks, period, right? That's what we're trying to do. And so thank you so much. I'm excited about the conversation you're about to listen to. We'll be right back. Living Corporate is brought to you by Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program. It's incredible. Okay, so first off, you didn't know, 
Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They have fast language acquisition, meaning you're actually going to pick up the language because it's going to provide an immersive experience for you through their program. Speech recognition gives you a trainer for your accent. Convenient, right? You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your phone. Incredible value. Lifetime membership has all languages for any and all trips or language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone's offers for 50% off. That's a steal, y'all. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Living Corporate listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today, today. Mayor Francis, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm well, how are you? I'm feeling so free. You know what I'm saying? It feels good to, you know, I take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. You know what I mean? Freedom, freedom. freedom. (laughs) Listen, I, um, it's been it's been too long um, since you've been on the show. You know, I think for newer listeners, I, I it's, it's been about four years since we've met. Oh my goodness, no way! Yeah, it's been like four years. I cannot believe it. Right, and it's so dope. I'm so thankful for Living Corporate because it's given me really healthy excuse to meet people that inspired me to even do Living Corporate. Right, so like, I just want to say thank you. You know, you've been. For those who don't know, you have been a longtime supporter, direct sponsor of Living Corporate, um, and it's meant the world to me. And if it wasn't for uh, people, you and, and, and a handful of other people like you, I wouldn't be here. So I just want to say thank you for being on the show. Thank you for your relationship. And I'm just excited to have this conversation. I'm excited about it, too. And I'm so proud of you. And uh, uh, that's just what you're doing in this space and what you're offering um, to black and brown people who need that inspiration, motivation, who need to feel that they are okay, they are healthy and whole, even though the world may be telling them that they are not. Uh, it's just uh, about invaluable uh, resources that you are providing. And I know that you're going to just do so much more as you continue to grow and climb. Well, goodness gracious. Okay, I'm about to turn purple blushing. So let me, let's keep it going. Now, uh, you have been and you are a pioneer, right? Like breaking to this space, building the Winters Group over several decades, building incredible clients. And, and you've written you've written more than one book. Like you've been out here writing, teaching, consulting, speaking. Talk to me about the inspiration for your latest book. And let's just start with like, how did you arrive at this title? Racial Justice at Work, Practical Solutions for Systemic Change. Arrived at that title because, all right, so let me go back, all 2020, right? Right? 2020, uh, as we all know, and we've all been talking about it, everybody said, oh my gosh, we still have racism in the world. Oh, glory be, we can't have any more racism. Let's concentrate on that. Let's focus on that. Let's make sure that uh, an integral part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion journey includes race. We talk about race. So we start talking about race. And then people start to say, oh, is that what talking about race is? You mean you're gonna talk about white supremacy culture? You mean you, you, you're gonna talk about uh, a racialized world? You're gonna talk about dominant culture? Oh no, we don't like that. Cause that doesn't make us feel good. So no, 
I'm sorry, we don't really want to talk about race. That's 2022-2023. But in the meantime, 2020-2021, I said, well, let's write a book that would help people understand how to actually actualize and implement practices that would be justice-centered. So we're taking it beyond inclusion, taking it beyond just equity. So equity, we recognize that equality and equity are two different things. Equality basically says we're just going to treat everybody the same. Equity basically says we recognize that there are differences and disparate outcomes, disparate treatment. Justice says we're going to correct the harm. We're going to go back and correct the harm. So when you start talking about, and a lot of organizations jumped up and put J in their acronym. That was E-I-D- crazy. Or J-E-D-I, Jedi. <laughs> and I maintain that they had no clue in terms of what justice really meant. Absolutely not. As it's contrasted to equity, mm-hmm. as it's contrasted to inclusion. Mm-hmm. Because justice requires us to correct the harm that has been done. Mm-hmm. And so banks said, okay, yeah, we're, we're about that. And so banks started to um, say, we're going to give $50 billion to the black community. No, what banks were actually doing is giving loans to black people in the black community. And those loans benefit who? The banks, banks. right? And so is that the way they're correcting harm? They're correcting harm. It's okay, we, we wouldn't give you um, a mortgage before. So now we're going to correct that harm. We're going to give you a mortgage now. But you know, you're, you pay, you're still paying us. Right. And, and here's the, here's the, to your point, right. It's like correcting the harm and not giving someone a mortgage in the past, which resulted in them not having a home. It wouldn't be giving them a mortgage now at the same rate. It may not even be giving them a mortgage. It might mean giving them a house and see like that kind of, that type <laughs> of framing Right, right, exactly, right, right. Yeah, you need to give me the house. You need to give me the house, like, like that, and see, like that type of like, because you give me the house because one, had you given me the mortgage before, I would have been able to get the house and be paying the mortgage. But now I got X amount of years where I didn't even, I don't have a home. So not only should I get the house now, but I should, but to make up for the lost payments and or make up for the time, I should get that. Like, and see, when you start framing stuff like that. Right. What it what right. it to your point, like Mary Friends, first of all, super fire. And I want to make sure everybody click the link in the show notes to learn more about the book. Buy it now. Stop, pull your car over. Just click the press the little thing on the bottom. Okay. Now look, going back to this though. I don't think that white America, and frankly, large parts of black America too, because like we've been like deluded into thinking that uh capitalism is some form of freedom. But that justice and capitalism long term just don't mix. Like if an organization has been exploiting a group of people and justice would demand that they give the money back with interest. Well, that doesn't square with like how we do business in America. So like I laughed to your point. I chuckled every time I saw justice. I was like, yo. Y'all watch cop shows every day. You do you know what justice looks like? It's uncomfortable. You not you you don't want that. <laughs> exactly. Right. But we wrote the book, and so not just me. I'm, I'm uh, so I wanted to lift up the voices of some of um, my team members, uh, some of my younger team members. So the book is written by me and twelve other members of the Winters Group team. So we have um, chapters on procurement, as an example, and so supplier diversity. We want to do business with Black-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, LGBTQ, you know, businesses. So come on, y'all. We want to do business with you. Yeah. 
And then they have payment terms that are 90 days, 120 days. And so if you're a small business without a lot of, of capital, you may not be able to wait 120 days to get your money because you need to pay people. And um, oh, by the way, you can't go to the bank and get the money because the bank is going to make you go through. We've been in business for 40 years. I don't owe anybody anything. And it took us nine months to get a line of credit, which I didn't need because we have our cash flow is fine. Come on. But it took nine, it took nine months to get a line of credit. So if I had needed that line of credit, my, my client's going to take take 120 days to pay me. Um, the bank is going to take nine. So I can't, I don't have that float. So, so there's a chapter, um, written actually by Marisha Reese, who is now president of um, the Winters group. And, uh, she talks about the hoops that we have to go through with procurement. So justice, right? Justice centered approaches. And some of our clients say, well, you can come to us with a hardship. If you need the money sooner, we shouldn't have to come to you with a hardship. But my point about justice is justice helps everybody because, if you say, look, we have payment terms that are 30 days, and that's 30 days, it's going to help the white um, small business owner as well. 100%. And, and yeah, and so this idea of capitalism, I think it's a reframing of how we define capitalism. Give it to me. Because we practice, I mean, capitalism is, 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 not, is not going away. It's not. And if you think that by giving reparations and doing back, you know, back, back pay and, and paying for if you think that that is going to harm your uh, bottom line, it may in the short term, but in the long term, it, it's going to mean more success because more people, so you have to have an abundance mindset and not a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. to understand where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. Because more people that are participating creates a larger and a bigger, you know, a bigger economy. It right. creates more opportunities for, for everyone. So in the short term, when you say let's level the play, let's at least level the playing field. I'd say let's give you know mm-hmm. black folks a, let them give them a head start, yes. right? <laughs> to account for yes, account for absolutely. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, it, you're, you're not going to lose in the long run, mm-hmm. and even in the short run, you may not lose because why? Why should CEOs, big corporate CEOs, why should their salaries be? 250 times that of the lowest worker in their company. Right. Give some of that money to the reparations because how many more yachts can you buy? How right. many more private jets can you buy? Right. I don't my yacht, private jet, y'all can have a yacht, that's fine. Right. But there comes a point where additional, um, you know, the, the whole uh, white supremacy culture mindset of bigger is always better. Mm-hmm. I always want more, right? Mm-hmm. When does it come a point where I don't need any more? Right. And so I'm going to now, um, you know, support uh, leveling that playing field or providing um, the resources needed to correct harm. I'm right there with you. I think the challenge is like the funny part is, is that (laughs) reparations like what everything you just said about and like being some like having some form of justice and correcting past harms that can happen. And companies still make profits. But to, exactly. but to your point, though, it's about the greed. Like there's just there's right. an insatiable, insatiable right. amount of greed of just like, nah, I, 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 and I don't. And, and like, it's like, well, yeah, I could make I could make five X in six years, but I'm going to go ahead and take this one and a half X right now. That's the right. attitude this reactionary, very short sighted, uh, right. myopic view of return and value. So so so, you know, you talked about earlier that, you know, multiple people 
multiple employees of the members of the Winters Group came together to write the book. What was that like? And how how did that compare to your first to some of your other books where you know you maybe you weren't sharing the pen as much? Yeah, this was actually my seventh book. So I've written seven books, and um, it was hard. It was difficult uh, because you know diversity. Everybody is different, right? Everybody has a different style, mm-hmm. and not just a writing style. Um, and I think, um, you know, I had to realize that, uh, at my age and, and my experience level, um, that it's just so much more than, than other people on, on my team, uh, because I purposefully hire people who are passionate about this work, have some background in this work and, and want to be recognized and should be recognized as, as thought leaders. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's always my goal. But it was grueling. It was a grueling uh, process. I think there was some self-doubt among people. You know, can I really do this? Um, and I did. I ended up having to, you know, support the writing and, and um, editing of, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the chapters. Um, but I wanted those voices to be amplified because you don't say it the way Mary Frances would say it. So I had to work on that, you know, first. I said, okay, step back now. They're not saying it the way you would say it, but let them have their, you know, let them have their voice. And what we're finding is that um, some of our followers are, are giving lots of kudos to like um, Caitlin Peterson, who is one of our um, client success managers. Uh, she wrote a chapter uh, called um, Closed Mouths Don't Get Fed. Hmm. And it's about you know, being able to speak up. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's getting a lot of um, very good you know, feedback about this, the help that that chapter um, you know, is providing uh, to people who may find it difficult to, to speak up. You know, it's interesting when I think about like just this DEI space right now, especially in light of like the Supreme Court decisions, you know, what what conversations are you having with your clients who may have some anxieties about what to do in this moment and, and feeling a bit rudderless or, or nervous about what what they need to be uh, saying and doing with their with their employees, with their teams? You know, we're at this really strange inflection point. So um, some of my clients are saying that um, they're just not sure if the commitment is still there, that they're hoping that it is, um, but it's you know, they're kind of quiet. Uh, so, you know, budgets are being slashed. I have a, another client who expressed it this way. She said, you know, 2020 happened. And she said, finally on the main stage, racial issues, finally on the main stage. Here we are on the main stage. The reason that we're on the main stage in 2020 is because of a traumatic experience. You know, George Floyd and and all the other things were happening, you know, um, you know, um, during that time period. And now she said, here we are three years later, 2023. We've been yanked from the main stage. No more. Nope, nope. Can't talk about race anymore. And she said, now we're re-traumatized. And so she described that uh, trauma. And as you know, uh, just in the last few weeks, a number of chief diversity officers from major organizations have resigned or mm-hmm. been asked to leave. Um, and I just saw a statistic that said um, there's a 30% reduction in the number of um, chief diversity officers being being named. There's yeah. 30% reduction in that position. Yeah. I was talking with my um, with my financial advisor who sits on a lot of boards. Uh, he happens to be a man of color. He sits on a lot of boards. He said when the seats that he's in, he said he believes that within the next 12 months, there will not even be a position called chief diversity officer. This podcast, Living Corporate, it's brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, 
Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with the audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place on your terms. Let me tell you something. Y'all might not know this, but Living Corp, we started our whole journey on Squarespace. My website, ZacharyNunn.com, it's on Squarespace. I can't tell you how much I appreciate its fluid engine, the ability to create world-class templates and design. It's very intuitive, incredible. We have custom merch through our Squarespace. We have an incredible asset library, so I can always mix it up, switch and swap. It's super dope. And the fact that you can host all types of content, video, audio, all types of media, you can put all on your Squarespace. I can't recommend it enough. If you want to learn more about Squarespace, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. What? Well, listen, because I'm going to tell you, I'm of the same mind about like 2025. And so... You know, when I look at the landscape and I think about like just the space and commercially, like just what, <coughs> where, where's the budget or where would people spend? I don't see them spending it on five, mm-hmm. six people, teams talking about diversity, equity, inclusion. I don't mm-hmm. see them spending it on three to 700,000 base salary on some chief diversity officer or VP of diversity or whatever they call, mm-hmm. whatever you call them. Frankly, it's funny. Another day, Mary France, we got to come and talk about how, um, <laughs> they call these people chiefs, but they're not empowered as chiefs. They're like directors, yeah. but yeah. they're like directors. Yeah. yeah, And in some cases, even managers, because they don't, a director typically has someone reporting to them. And in many cases, they don't have anybody reporting to them. Right. The solo operation. Right. So, but, but all that being but, said, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying like to, to your point, right. It's like, I see a strong divestment coming. I think, I think they'll still be working like, you know, measurement, like data analytics type stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that'll, I think there'll always be plays for that because it's hard to argue with numbers. You talk about white supremacy culture and they're the worship of the written word. White folks love data. They love a bunch mm-hmm. of numbers on the screen. You know, they, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, and I like it too. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But that's going to be a thing. And I also think training will be, will always be in place, right? There'll be some level of virtual training or SaaS based services because those things are cheap. And frankly, um, they're, they they don't you don't have to talk, talk to a human being to get those things and so I see right. I see I see that being but I agree I mean I definitely think I'm curious about where like workshops go so like hey embrace your privilege or this is why you're bad and like stuff like that I don't know I don't I don't see it popping like it's like it's been popping in the past like like uh, what's her name what's that lady name she's been quiet since. <laughs> The Robin, one. Robin D'Angelo. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Robin D'Angelo. She was on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but Robin. Yeah, we, we just did something together a few months ago. We did a, a webinar together for our publisher. We have a, the same public. Well, no, I'm take, take that back. Our publisher is different, but um, publisher uh, Barrett Kohler, who publishes my books, put together a webinar for the two of us. And after that, she received um, very, it was very bad. She received death threats and things like that. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, those days, those times like of charging $45,000 for a half a day session or, you know, $20,000 for 30 minutes. Like, I don't know if departments are going to get, be able to get those budgets by in the next year or two. I don't know. Oh no, I don't think so. You know, I think, I think, you know, here's the deal. 
unless there is some catastrophic event like a George Floyd, yeah. something that um, you know create creates this um, urgency, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. And the issues like George Floyd have become commonplace. You know, it didn't start there. Obviously, you know, many many you know years ago, we we were seeing you know um, black men, black people being being gunned down um, by the police. I think George Floyd um, was a, an inflection point because a lot of people were home at that time. They weren't working and they were seeing it and I think they were responding. They were responding differently. Um, but I, I think, I, I th- so I think um, people have become um, hardened to it. It's just like, okay, just like, just like the mass shootings, you know, and gun control people just say, okay, that's just, that's just normal now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think unless, unless employees protest, unless employees keep this going and hold leaders accountable, those leaders who said we are going to invest this, this, this um, in um, supporting um, black liberation. Um, I, I, I don't think that it's going to happen. It's going to take the masses to demand, right? And that demanding, that demanding may not look pretty. It may, it, it may not look pretty, but we see the far right demanding what they want, you know, Come on. It's, they demand, they're demanding what they want and getting getting away with it too. So you're 100%. You know, I think you and I have talked about this before, you know, to your point about it's going to take, you know, collective action. You know, the reality is, is that it had like corporate, like the p- agents inside of these corporations have to be in coordination with outside voices to then really create corporate change. Right. So like, Correct. So like me and like seven of my black employees at my company, we could put together a great presentation and push and try and be like, hey, and we need, you know, we, we, we're we looking, this is a $300,000 program for the company in the next three months. And that's what we need. We need, the, we need the budget approval for that. I'm going to laugh you out that room or they'll go, you make some really good, compelling thoughts. Let's going to take that. Let's take this and really review this. I want to share this with a couple other people. And, they, and, that, and it's, it's going to stop right there. However, right. if there's some global protest or some local activist, something that's mm-hmm. happening in that space which then creates, what's the word, mm-hmm. a domino effect of people trying to just do what everybody else is doing. All it takes is one company. We saw with George right. with the murder of George Floyd. All it took was like one company to like do something. Then everybody else right. was like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to do something now. We need to do something too, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, th- this is a great conversation. Let me, let me ask you, let me ask you a follow-up. So, you know, we talk about this space and like, and you know, you've been in, you've been in this world, like in this, in this industry Really, you're like a godmother of the whole space. So, like, I'm trying to understand, do you feel like technology makes these seasons? Because you've been through these seasons, I would imagine, before, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's, because people, I yeah. think I think a lot of people think black liberation and liberation of just historically marginalized communities is like a linear thing. But it's not. It's like, it's kind of cyclical. And, and it's, it's, cyclical. It's, it's cyclical with a slight forward progression, but cyclical nonetheless. And so... Mm-hmm. Do you think that technology has had any impact on how you're seeing these cycles compared to cycles maybe like 20, 25 years ago? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Technology has had um, a profound impact uh, on this work. In, I th- and I think, you know, social media, obviously, mm-hmm. um, the ability for people to get disinformation and misinformation is so is so easy. Mm-hmm. The ability to take a sound bite and um, 
you know, lie about what it, what it really means and, and, and take it out of context and right um, all of that. And I think that uh, that has done a great disservice um, to, uh, to our work. When we hear uh, people like a Ron DeSantis say, you know, don't say diversity anymore and, and trying to ban diversity. I think he, he called diversity. He had his acronym for diversity was all very negative terms. I can't remember what they, what they were, but people hear that. And those people who don't want it. And there was just a study by the Wall Street Journal that just came out, I think it was last week, that showed that 78% of Black people um, were in favor of continuing diversity and inclusion efforts. And only 47% of white people were in the corporate world. <laughs> yeah, so. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now look, y'all. It is crazy outside. There's all kinds of stuff going on. If you are working a nine to five, you're probably stressed out about keeping your nine to five. If you don't have a nine to five, you're probably in the middle of trying to get a new nine to five. Or maybe you made the crazy leap to be a full-time entrepreneur like me. You got the world on fire all around you, middle of election year. A lot of stuff going on. It's just, it's absolutely nuts, right? It's nuts outside. And I could definitely see, I'll speak for me. Look, for me, I know I be going to therapy on a regular basis. I believe in therapy. All right. Hashtag. Uh, black folks need therapy. Hashtag we all need therapy. We all need it. And for me, I can say if it wasn't for therapy being like an ongoing maintenance tool in my toolkit to help me stay level and help me realize that I'm okay. Everything around me is okay. Here's what I can control. That has been critical for me. And I would hope that if you have thought about therapy and if, or if you haven't thought about therapy, shoot, let's say you're like, like, I ain't got time for therapy. I got, I'm too busy trying to make sure that these plates keep on spinning. I hope that you check out better help. It's entirely online. It's completely convenient, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, keyword licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is incredible. It's very challenging to move around and find the right therapist for you. The fact that BetterHelp is providing that as just part of your experience is incredible. So find your support, get the help you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash corp today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash corp, C-O-R-P. Yeah, I mean, and here's, here's, and here's the thing, like, I think the other piece that is funny. So I listened to this. Um, he's a commentator, phenomenal mind. Name is Bomani Jones, and he was talking about mm-hmm. like and he's. I think he's most notable with our ESPN. Um, but um, he was he people were calling and talking about um, change and things take time. And he said, "What is the biggest impediment? Like who? What is the cause like for racism today? Like like who is the biggest blocker of racial equity?" Like as a group, like who is it? And it'd be white people, and they'd be like, and it, like the white folks would be on the call, and they get real quiet. Well, I, I guess racist, and he's like, and, and those are typically it's white people. It's like, yeah, like, like, hey, like we, like America actually has a history of doing a lot of incredibly challenging things, right? So like this idea of like just this almost this idea like we're still trying to have this hearts and minds conversation, not really being transparent and frank and candid and accountable about, hey, why are we at where we're at? It's because white people want us to be here, right? Like, I mean, that's just 
that's just the truth. Like, and I'm and and so the and I know there's aspirational allies listening to this. That's why y'all be aspirational. Y'all be allies. Y'all probably got offended listening to that. What yeah, I'm saying, aspiring allies. That's what I call them. Yeah, exactly. right. But it's like, but here's the thing: is like, it's true. It might not be you, white person, mm-hmm. phone, but like, you can look around. Everybody has. I have a friend. So look, Mike. He's our head of insights at Living Corporate. Mm-hmm. One time he said, uh, he said, "Man, I just can't. I just can't. I can't stand. I'm about to go back to Thanksgiving. I'm going to have Thanksgiving with my racist, my racist crazy uncle." And I said, I just can't even relate to that. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yes, we all have uncles and cousins stuff. They be they, they might be a little off, but that's because of other stuff. We, we explore. Because <laughs> the, right. the Reagan era was real. So, you know, it's other stuff like that. But it's not like I'm not over here waiting for you to say something that I just philosophically, fundamentally, crazily disagree with. Like, no, it's just my crazy grandpa. Or whatever it's like. And I told him, I said, look, like, I said, don't that right there, right? Like this dynamic and like the fact that you just said less than half, less than half of the white folks want to continue. Mm-hmm. So then how can we actually have any change? So to that mm-hmm. end, right? What are some challenging without dropping any brands? Cause I ain't trying to get your messy bags up. What are some challenging conversations you've had with some, ex- with executive leaders like who are waffling or trying to, or trying to, um, just trying to figure out what to do. Like, what are some, what's some challenging discussions that you've had? So the biggest challenging discussion is around um, centering, you know, racism and particularly anti-black racism. They will um, invariably come back and say, well, we can't just focus on racism. We have to focus on LGBTQ. We have to, we have to, we have to focus on it all. Um, And um, you know, that's the pushback that, um, and that's always been the pushback. You know, I, my book that I wrote, we can't talk about that at work, how to talk about race, religion, politics, because race in particular was one, the one of the one diversity dimension that we didn't, we can talk about gender. We can even talk about LGBTQ, but we can talk about people with disabilities. Uh, we can talk about generational, but race, race, there always has to be that um, caveat that, oh, we just can't you know, talk about, uh, talk about race um, in, in isolation. So that's the, that's, that's the mindset um, for race. And the other thing um, that um, I hear as the challenge is that we're just not ready. Um, and so, you know, to that, you know, James Baldwin said it, what, you know, <laughs> when you going, you weren't ready in my grandfather's time, you weren't ready. When are you going to be ready? Right. No, hundred percent. That, that's extremely triggering for me as somebody who's been doing this work now for 40 years, extremely yeah. triggering for me to say that we are not, you know, we're just not ready. So we've lost a number of contracts where we've got like, we're halfway through mm-hmm. and then the client will come back and say, you know, the, the client wants to continue the work because typically we're working with the chief diversity officer or somebody, they want to continue to do the work. And they just, they'll say, you know, I just don't have the support to continue this work. I just don't have the support. And uh, we, we got we got to stop. Who made Francis? We're going to talk offline. We've got to get that money up front. We have. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> we have. That's. <laughs> I chuckle at that, like, because it's a, and that's where, you know, man, we got to make it. So, yeah, we got to make it. We got to get you back. Because I really want to talk also about how there's this space I've been experiencing, Mary Francis. Like, some of these brands, like, they see black founders, especially black DEI practitioners irrespective of their seniority and 
and uh, and command of the space. And they try to kind of play with you a little bit, like in terms of payment terms or asking for extra discounts or just like the the subtle racism of that. Right. Right. Like, have you have you ever like in your 40 years, have you ever said something about that when they come at you or waste your time or ask for ask for above and beyond way out of project scope? Like, have you ever Mm -hmm. had a moment where you've been like, hey, let's talk about. Right. Exactly. We've gotten pretty good at being very clear about what the contract entails and what it doesn't, you know, what it doesn't include. Yeah. And being able to say, we're really happy to to support you with that. Um, we'll s- submit another, you know, an addendum or, you know, an, an additional statement of, you know, statement of work. And so, yeah. So, I mean, yes. And yes, um, not valuing this work like they would value, you know, um, other culture change or corporate kinds of initiatives that, you know, are really about um, organizational effectiveness and all of that. They're willing to pay the McKinsey's in the world, you know, multi- multiple millions of dollars. For way less work for way less work, right? So, but, and when it comes to this work, they're expecting a, a lot more, right? For, you know, for less. And so, yes, we've had those conversations and we've lost, we just lost a couple of contracts just recently uh, because, and they said it was because of our price. And so the other thing that we have is after 2020, a number of people got in this business because they they saw, uh, capitalism, the up, saw yeah. opportunity, right? And so, and they're not necessarily, um, many of them, um, put their shingles out without having the depth um, to actually execute, um, but they're going to—they're willing to do the work, you know, for, for less money. And so that's where they, you know, so that's where they're—they're they're, they're going with those um, uh, organizations. We just got an inquiry from an organization that said we hired a firm two years ago, and they—they um, they came in, and now we have to start all over again because they were horrible, and they—they um, the way that they presented this work was a way that turned everybody off and now nobody wants to do this work anymore. So that's the other problem with people doing the work who really don't know how to do the work. So they come in and they do, and then there's a bad taste in the mouth of that organization that can spread beyond that organization to say, we're not going to do this. If that's how this work is done, we're not going to do this work. We're going to do it in-house, right? 100%. You know, like, and to to that end, I remember, like, there are people, and I, I'm going to say it, right? Like to your point, like people coming into this, this space, just doing whatever. And it, it drags the whole brick down. Like now it's like, okay, well, I, I actually know what I'm doing. You came in and said you could do it for nothing. Right. right. <laughs> even like right. Even, even people, even people who like, like, let's just talk about like public speaking. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, black speakers are underpaid um, b- by a large part. You side note, shout out. Thank you for helping me. I still remember you putting me on with that uh, speaking engagement. But the point is, like, I, re- I remember there was a time when people who were just loud on LinkedIn, they didn't have any credential. They had no real experience, nothing delivered. They were just loud and had the ability to go viral on LinkedIn. And so they talked talk to me in private and they'd be like, yeah, I'm taking a speaking engagement over here. I'm taking a speaking engagement over here. And I said, oh, OK, that's dope. Like, how did you because it's all about transparency. So I'd be like, you know, my speak, my engage, my fee is this. How, like, how's it looking for you? And they said, oh, no, I'm, you know, I just really got started in space. So I'm doing it. I'm all doing it for exposure. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. so now right. when right. people who are really who speak for a living, mm-hmm. right, even let's just say like black, prof- like prof- black, um, black professors and like, you know, mm-hmm. doctor, doctors and stuff who, right. who really right. are experts in this field. 
right. a company is going to go, okay, I could pay 20000 for you or I could pay nothing, literally nothing. For another black person because it's another black face. For another black yeah. person. And I bet, now that I look mm-hmm. at your videos, I was a little nervous about bringing you in anyway because some of the things you say make me feel a little uncomfortable. This person, I can I can tell they don't really know anything. I'll just tell them what not to say. They'll go up there. We'll give them the experience. We'll make, make sure they take a couple photos. They'll be fine. Fish right, fish, exactly. fish sandwich, no mayonnaise, a little mustard. They'll be okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I'm hoping, you know, as as I'm disappointed in the potential erasure of the CDO role, but I'm also excited about this season kind of shaking loose any of the other grifters and opportunists right. from from a couple from a few years ago yeah because they're not you know they're not getting they're hopefully well we're all down business is down for all of us right now and hopefully the business is down so much for those, them because they really hadn't established themselves anyway that they'll say i need to move on i need to you know move to another um you know yeah a, a, another Some, profession something else you know, i need a job, need a job. <laughs> so 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 look this has been a great conversation um i want to say again you know, Mary Francis, you were the inspiration for Living Corporate and you continue to be a guiding light and a support here. You're a friend of the show. Of course, the winners group is a friend of the show and the network and the company that is Living Corporate. Um, I look forward to having you back soon. Before I let you go, any parting words to executives claiming they want to do the right thing in this moment? Speak up, speak out, and do not let those who would um, want to dismantle decades and decades and decades of work to create just an uh, just an equitable world. Don't don't let those um, naysayers deter you. Stay strong and keep those positive uh, positive you know ideas about why. Diversity, equity, inclusion is good for all of us. Like Heather McKee, Heather McGee says, the sum of us. Because what we do, and Martin Luther King said, what, what you do to one of us, you do to all of us. And so keep that in mind and do not give up. But be louder. We have to be louder. Our voices have to be louder, much louder than those who are trying to um, just dismantle and decimate our work. I love it. Mary Francis. We will talk to you soon. Make sure y'all click the link in the show notes. Cop the book today if you haven't already. And if you already copped the book, just go ahead and get another one. Give it to your boss. Give it to your cousin. Give it to your crazy uncle at Thanksgiving. Just get it. All right? All right. Love y'all. Peace. And we're back. Yo, thank you so much for listening to Living Corporate. You know where we at. We're everywhere you listen to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? We're literally everywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more about Living Corporate, living-corporate, please say the dash.com or just Google Living Corporate. You know what I'm saying? At this point, SEO is pretty popping. You type in Living Corporate, we're going to pop up somewhere. Okay? Make sure you check us out. Links in the show notes. So you learn more about us. Learn what we're trying to do. Make sure you actually create a profile on living-corporate.com. Okay? Make a profile on there so you can actually... Stay in tune and up to date with what we got going on. You make a profile, you select content that you're really interested in, and then we'll push content to you from our library. So you can actually have a curated experience every time you go and log into Living Corporate. Ain't that dope? Okay. Think about that. We got over a thousand podcasts and and different digital media and content that we've made over the years. And it's going to be all pushed and curated for you, baby. For you, dog. For you. 
All right. Till next time. I love you. Take care of yourself. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.